Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. Oh no, Raul. It looks like today we got to go find the key of prosperity and good fortune. The key of prosperity and good fortune, Jonathan. How are we ever going to find that? Simple. The Atlas. The Atlas. I'm 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 the Atlas. Wait, Jonathan, we're not alone. Yeah. Who's here? Oh, hey, guys. Didn't see you there. Are you going to help us find the key of prestige and success? Um, where is it that we're going to try to find that, Jonathan? In your butt. Not this time. We're going to try to find that on knowledge. Nonsense. And reasoning. Ladies and gentlemen, we are tuning in today with a fun episode talking about quite a few things. Raul, take it away. We're going to we're gonna talk, first off, sports, per usual. We're also going to talk about the hero, the real heroes. And I don't mean the Justice League. We'll talk about those guys as well. The real heroes doing the real work around the world. And what's that mean? The people at Disney making sure that people have a safe trip. You'll see what we mean. Ladies and gentlemen, you know what time it is. We cannot wait for to share this episode with you. you we have Pistol P, a.k.a. Pedro Parado in the mix. Just kidding. Coming in to just talk to us about a couple things about life, about Zack Snyder and Justice League. We can't wait to play this episode. Enjoy. Once again, this is Knowledge, Knowledge Nonsense, and, and Reasoning. reasoning. This is SiriusXM 145 Slam Radio. I adopted Bento in 2010 from a shelter. This cat makes me make art. He's always motivating me to draw pictures of him. He just is motivating artistically. He's my best friend, but a lot of people know him as Keyboard Cat. Keyboard Cat, YouTube star and shelter pet. Amazing adoption stories start in shelters. Start yours today. Visit theshelterpetproject.org to find a pet near you. Brought to you by Maddie's Fund, the Humane Society of the United States, and the Ad Council. 180 over 111, and I had a stroke. I couldn't speak or walk. This is high blood pressure. Get back on your plan. Go to loweryourhbp.org. Brought to you by the American Stroke Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. We'll be back with knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. And then I'd have one more question for him. Did you take steroids? Hold on. Did you take steroids? Why? How can I but do all of that and then not ask him? But why would you do that? He's not going to answer that question. Why would you answer such a question? Why not? I'm asking him. I bet you he answers the other two very nicely of without course. a problem. Yeah, so why can't he answer the last up. one? He's going to hang up on us. Why can't he answer the last one? He's going to hang up on us. Just tell me no, he didn't. I'm giving him an opportunity for me to no longer judge this based on what I heard from one person in the New York Times. I don't want to believe it. He didn't take steroids. Hey, platanos. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. And now we're back with Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. All right, guys. Welcome back to Knowledge, Nonsense, and Reasoning. We are here today to talk about what's going on in the world, right? We come to this table. We meet up, me and my best friend right here, my brother, to talk about 
how we view certain aspects of life, news, sports, society, though, and, and just the world in general and how we view each other and how we treat each other, because that's basically how this started off. Sometimes it's funny. Sometimes it's deep. Sometimes it's it's cringy. And then, you know, we try to make a joke out of it all because, well, reality isn't always a joke. Yeah, guys. But right now, for the most part, 2020 has been a year that will go down in the history books and as individuals and as a society. As no joke. Yeah. So we're, we thought that it would be would be it would be nice, let alone the right thing to do to shed some light on what's going on in Central America, specifically with the country of Nicaragua. In, in spite of it just getting hit by a monstrous category four hurricane, it's category five um, right before it hit it, it went down to category four. But for us as Miamians, we know that anything over a two is is pretty serious, something to really worry about, let alone a third world country having to deal with such a, a catastrophic storm. And even if it's not the hurricane per se, just flooding, drainage, all that. Imagine we live in Miami, Florida, and Anybody from here knows how bad the, the drainage and the streets are. So now imagine basically, yeah, a third world country. What drainage are they going to have? They have dirt roads. We, so flooding is not going to be a problem over there. And, it's and you know, we, we complain about flooding here, ladies and gentlemen, but the flooding here, it's not life-threatening. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's inconvenient. And even then, at times, it could be, just to really emphasize how if sometimes it could be here, imagine how common it is for it yeah. to be life-threatening over there. But for the most part, it, it makes life very inconvenient. But we're talking about life-threatening, significant flash flooding and river flooding along um, landslides, mudslides that are happening in this country, man. And it's, it's, it's a, I mean, Grand, it's not just Nicaragua too. Honduras is in the mix. Guatemala is in the mix. They're getting to 10 to 20 inches of rain in a country with, with its, its um, geography. That's, does not sit well and you will see landslides you will see flash flooding so we just wanted to to you know send prayers meditate for them you know and if and and go above the call of duty and if you could go ahead and donate to um to to anywhere the red i know the red cross foundation is um doing something just literally go online it's not that hard guys you google um hurricane nicaragua donations and it will give you an array even when you put it on google google has a non-profit organization itself to be able to donate towards countries like nicaragua guatemala honduras and um it's serious guys it, it really really is and, uh, and for you guys that live in miami there are certain fire stations that will be collecting um these following items right here some cans goods um hygiene products non-perishable um foods and personal protective equipment um and i'm gonna name the fire stations that are doing this in little havana it's fire station four um granted that you guys could once again just look this information up and it, and it's it's gonna be happening once a week so you're gonna you could donate at fire station four seven two five and six and it's beginning um 11 11 which just passed so guys this is still happening and they need our help one love guys Absolutely. And yeah, you covered it pretty well, Jonathan. So with that, we just wanted to get that out there. And and speaking about hurricanes, let's uh let's talk about the Miami Hurricanes right now. They, these guys are uh they're on a little roll right now. Had a little bit of a scare, but right now um it's looking good. I want to say that that college football, huh? There's still there there's there's a lot of teams in college football, man. And I thought that I'd be hearing a lot more about COVID this, COVID that, even though that there are some some COVID cases alongside some major universities out there. 
So what I mean, are they doing? Gonna, I mean, they're still continuing to play. Yeah. Clemson lost their their um their starting quarterback and Trevor Lawrence to COVID, and they've continued to play. They've won two games. Wow, even without that, and I find it different though, like compared to professional sports, because these kids depend on every minute of playing time for their scholarships to get drafted. All those things. As where if you're a professional athlete, obviously you still have that same pressure, but. Tom Brady misses a game. No one's going to bat an eye. Yeah, no, exactly. These guys, you guys, it's college football. None of these guys are getting played. The Miami Hurricanes sit at the number 12 spot in the NCAA football national uh, top 25 poll. Um, and they escaped a win over Virginia Tech at 25 to 24. Right there shows you how close this game was. Virginia Tech wow. being 4-4. Four and four. Um, But you know how it goes, guys. This is an ACC rivalry game. These guys don't like each other. It, uh, you know, Virginia Tech always likes to get a nice little one on us, let alone that it was in Virginia, you know? They put up a great fight. We we got it there down at the end. And, um, you know, overall, compared to the season that we had last year, yeah, we went down to Clemson. But 7-1 sitting at the 12th spot, it's good. feels nice. It feels like I have faith in this coach. Our defense is looking good. Our quarterback's looking good. And I want to say we have him for another year. But, alas, COVID is a thing. And the next three games that we are playing are to be determined because of COVID-related issues with the opposing teams that are at hand. So going back to what we were just talking about, how do you handle it? They are moving a lot of games around, and it does make things a little bit difficult because you have you have the ACC National Championship game right. that dictates, um, for the most part, who's going to make it to the top four, um, the top four teams to fight to, for the National Championship because the National Championship is the top four teams before it just used to be number one and number two. So now it's the top four teams out of their respective uh, divisions that, that go against each other. And then the winners of those top four go whatever. And yeah. So right now it looks like it's going to get pushed back. Um, the Hurricanes is only fighting chances if Clemson loses. Clemson doesn't look like they're going to lose. This Saturday they play FSU. I hate FSU. But uh, yeah, let's go Seminoles, huh? Let's go. Make it happen for us, please. Somebody, anybody. But um, speaking about teams that are making it happen, the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins. Everybody knows about this. The legend of Tua is rising every week. This week he had, what, what was it, 169 yards, I believe? Yeah, man. Uh, two, I know, um, two touchdown passes. I mean, I know that that doesn't, you know, jump off the stat sheet, but what are you mad about? And then what I believe he threw... Uh, what he sh- I I once was like sixteen for twenty two or something. He like was that. fifteen for twenty five. Fifteen for twenty. One hundred sixty nine yards, two touchdowns, no interceptions. That is a a safe stat line. That's a that's a that's very. All it is. It's a safe stat line, but but two, um, two for a th- guy that's unproven, I think it, I I think it shows a lot of promise. Two out of the three games that he's played, um, he scored two or more touchdowns. You know that's a nice stat that I like. Does he have any? Does he have interceptions yet? Uh, I'm not one hundred percent sure. So. Six touchdowns, zero interceptions. Five. Oh, sorry. Five. Two touchdowns. out of the three games he scored. Oh, sorry. Five touchdowns, zero, zero interceptions, and they're all wins. Yeah. And we just played the the Chargers. And that was a rookie showdown. We got Justin Herbert. Something proved. For the most part, he's thrown the ball very good, very accurately, down the field accurately, you know. But there's just something with that Chargers team that can't get it together. I don't know if it's a head coach. I've been hearing uh, I think it's a franchise, man. Yeah, you think so? Why? Have they ever really had it together like that? I mean, they would—they were very competitive in the early two thousands with Ladainian Thomas. It was on that team with Philip Rivers and Antonio Gates, but they can never—they oh, can never. I don't know. I, I just—I always remember them losing to like the Patriots. I don't know. I just—I just never saw them as a. I never saw a Chargers team that I was like, oh, they're gonna win it all this year. Yeah, they were very elite. They would—they would always make it right down. And they made it to uh, an NFL championship with Ladainian Thomas and yeah, and these guys, and they and they lost. 
and you would see them. I want to say in like a five year span, you would get see them get to the AFC the AFC championship. They're, say like they remind me of like a better Falcons. Yeah, slightly though, Philip slightly Rivers. better. Philip Rivers used to be pretty good, but now he's not there. We got Justin Herbert throwing the ball, rookie. Where's Rivers now? Indianapolis. Really? I don't yeah. know. Herbert is in Indianapolis right now. They're doing all right. Nothing crazy, but um, but yeah, um, and to answer your question, Tua has no interceptions. Look at that. Yeah. So, obviously, again, it's early, but man, kids looking good, and now the conversation of rookie of the year is getting thrown out there because you're coming in and. On a team right now, winning three in a row. Um, the season ends today. We're in the playoffs. Season ends today. We're in the playoffs, ladies and gentlemen. That's crazy to say. You know, when was the last time we made the playoffs? I don't. Two thousand and eight. I want to say. Jeez. Yeah. Or at least one. I think that was with Chad Pennington. Shout out to that guy. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. I want to say I was at that game. It was a wild card game to get us. Where it was a game to get us into the wild card. It was great. Um, but this guy's creating excitement, man. I'm excited. You could feel it. You could feel the Miami Dolphins fans coming out now. You know, this guy's 3-0. We've beat some pretty, you know, pretty good teams. Arizona. I mean, we saw what Arizona could do. The Chargers are 2-7. and seven. They have a decent offense. So it was just good to hang with them. But we should have beat these guys regardless. Arizona was, was, was a really big win, in my opinion. And and even the game before against the Rams, the Rams just beat Seattle. I mean, that was a the big Ram, win. Come Rams on, the Rams. Are... But even at that, Tua didn't have to do much. This guy had a great, the defense. I mean, and still to right now, this guy's defense is holding it down, you know, and rightfully so. This kid deserves a fighting chance. But now one of the biggest um, highlights of this game that we could take away is the fact that we found the running back, ladies and gentlemen, in, in <laughs> Salvin Ahmed. Now, is he going to be the running back for the whole season? We'll see, but but for this game, but he, for this game, he, he was a player yeah, of the game we, and, and voted by the team that way as well. And we needed, bro. We've been dying. We've been getting killed, and Tua needs the help too, man. Yeah, he's great, but he's a rookie, and and to avoid having him having to utilize his arm a hundred percent of the game, we could help him make less mistakes and grow into that um, role that we're molding him into with a great running game. And Salvin Ahmed, way to show up. Twenty-one carries, eighty-five yards. Average four yards a carry. Touchdown. That's what I'm talking about. We had a first string, second string out. Jordan Howard just got cut by the Miami Dolphins, ladies and gentlemen. So we're th going in on this guy. And the guy, kid looked good. Guy looked good, bro. I like what I'm seeing. I'm excited. And now going forward, going forward, let's see what's up. We got a, a rather, I mean. Who do it, we play next? The Denver Broncos. I like our odds. I, I mean, we should this, you know. I'm still not so that we're a winning team, ladies and gentlemen. I'm really not because I'm not going to sit here and be like, yeah, we should we should win this game. The Denver Broncos are sitting at three and six with I don't know who. Throwing. I'm not saying that we should, but it's a reasonable game to win. We got their, their quarterback, Drew Locke, is out. So now I'm pretty sure it's their fourth string quarterback. I don't even know at this point. These guys lost their best defensive player, too, before this even started. And Von Miller, sad, by the way. I love that guy. That's what, a guy. what happened to him? I think he tore his Achilles. Wow. Yep. Wow. Happens to the best of us and the worst of us. That's what I'm saying. Some of us. <laughs> Any of us. <laughs> Anybody. So, yeah, man. Um, Dolphins going to play the Broncos, and then we play the Jets right after. So, we got two nice, you know, we, we could really close the season on a strong note. We got we got a fighting chance to really, really, really lock this down. We got the Broncos, the Jets, and the Bengals. Come on. Let's get these three W's, Miami. I want to go 9-3, and three, and then we're going to imagine getting these three W's and then coming home. December 13th, Hard Hard Rock Stadium, going toe-to-toe, -to -toe, defending Super Bowl champions, the Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Patrick Mother Mahomes. We would play them in the first round? No, man. What, oh. you, you did not just hear what I said. I said we've got three games that we should yeah. win. Yeah. 
Broncos, Jets, Bengals. Imagine if we win those games yeah. and we go toe to toe here in Miami at Hard Rock Stadium with Kansas City. Oh, that's right. Sorry, zoned out for a second. Yeah, no, that'd be crazy. But do you think we could go to toe to toe with those guys? I don't think so. I think we have the confidence of winning. I don't think so. If we win the next three games, rightfully so, because these teams that we're playing against are pretty garbage. That would exactly. put, that so, would put us at an eight game winning streak. A confident, a conf. My friends, confidence alone could beat these guys, but it's gonna take a lot of confidence and a lot of uh, a lot of great playmaking. Right now, the Dolphins are in motion to do some really great things, and we could close the season pretty strong. But we need to win these next three games. Need because need. we're talking about these next three games, and then after that, going to see Kansas City, which is gonna be a tough fight. Following that, the Patriots always a tough fight. Closing off the season with the Raiders, which have been able to show that they could hold on leads and win games. And then we close the season with the Buffalo Bills. What now, a game that would be. Ladies and gentlemen, the Buffalo Bills are no joke. Are no joke. As we as we saw and to about two seconds left in the game, it took, some of us thought. It took a Hail Mary. It took a, a, a one in a thousand chances. Not even, well, maybe less. It took, it took a miracle for them to for Arizona to beat Buffalo. Let's, let's just put it like that. That was one of the greatest football games that I've seen this year, if not the greatest. You're talking about going back and forth, back and forth. Buffalo scores with 36, 36 seconds left on the clock to put them up, right? Think the game's done. Arizona comes back, catches some luck. Six seconds left. This guy, Cal Murray, almost sacked, puts hesitation move on defender, launches this beautifully thrown ball. A missile. Granted, that he's rolling out left, and he's throwing with his right. So this man has to switch his feet mid-run and basically take a one-step drop throw that was roughly 50 yards to deliver to the best wide receiver in the NFL, DeAndre, and DeAndre Hopkins. Man, ladies and gentlemen, I had a parlay going on. And for those that don't know what a parlay is... I need. I picked certain teams to win, and they and they all needed a win for me to get my uh, to get some money. I had the Dolphins that won. I had the Raiders that won, and guess what? I had the Bills that won. So guess who was running around with six seconds left at his job, cl clapping his feet like a leprechaun? Let's go! Six seconds. They don't got it. And then DeAndre Hopkins just came in and. Cradled me to sleep. So I saw, did they hear you? Did they hear the thousand screams in one motion? Granted that. I have come. Shout out to, the, to a Dave Portnoy of uh, Barstool Sports. Yeah. $50,000 this guy. Lost. Yeah. Yeah, well, go search up the uh, TikTok my, of it. It's mine was only hysterical. 20 bucks. Mine was only 20 bucks, so it's not that bad. $50,000, bro, that's rough. That's insane. And then thinking that you had it until the last second, quite yeah. literally. Oh, it's crazy, man. And it makes you think that is what sports is all about. The improbability, those moments. But sometimes you need to have trades fall, fall into place for those moments to happen. Like with DeAndre Hopkins getting traded from the Titans. I mean, for the Titans, I said. From the from Texans. Houston. From Houston. And then talking about Houston. And what, why, why am I talking about Houston and trades and those type of things? Well, because... Another team in Houston is, uh, it looks like they're about to implode at this moment, aren't they? Yeah, man. The Houston Rockets, ladies and gentlemen. They're in no rush to trade these uh, massive superstars that they have. They say, but I don't know. It sounds like those superstars are in a rush to be traded. Come on. I mean, look. Generational talent, in my opinion. Some people say he's overhyped. I 
highly disagree personally, but Westbrook, Westbrook, that passion, it's undeniable. But that guy, oh, you gotta make, you gotta get the ball in the basket. He's not the athlete he once was anymore. That's thirty-two, ball, multiple injuries. Not, and I'm not saying he's injury prone. Yeah. And then you have players like Chris Paul who show that even after injuries, they can make it together. He just played the most games he has in a whole season and nearly a decade, seventy out of seventy-two games. Yeah, man. But Westbrook is not that durable, and he has not shown that he will be. Westbrook's not that guy, nor does he want to be that guy. And he yet, came out and said that he wants, he wants to, to go be the main guy. He wants to go somewhere where he's able to play the way he wants to play. But here's the thing: who's trying to pay this guy forty-five mil to play the way he wants to play? That guy could only play by himself. Like you saw him striving OKC because what are you gonna? Who's gonna score the ball over there? What else are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, man. So, so it's very crazy. And then James Harden, I don't know. At this point, I think if you really want to create any, you know, rebuilding process or anything like that, you might have to trade him. And then that way you also get rid of Westbrook's contract. Yeah. I mean, come on. You have the Knicks out there. They have cap space. Yeah, they got a lot. And they'll take it, as we know. They'll take just about anything. Anything, anyone, like. Hey, what's up? You once had a good season? We'll take it and we'll give you whatever you want. Shout out to that boy, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah. That contract still haunts their nightmares. Has to. Yeah, man. Yeah. And then it's crazy because you have all these people moving and then you have Chris Paul who was basically dismissed from, from the Rockets for, for Westbrook. And now he rebuilt OKC for that season and then they're taking it back down. They... They just traded him. They're doing. They just traded Dennis Schroeder, reigning sixth man of the year. Just got sent to the Lakers for Danny Green, who everybody knows is not on anybody's high list of players you want to be receiving right now. Yeah. And then, and then I'm excited for Chris Paul going to the Suns. It's that's, gonna be a fun little team, man. That, that's man. Those guys are studs. I mean, people look. You, we saw what they did at the bubble. We got it. There was only eight games, but they won all of those games. And and I think arrested, arrested NBA is gonna be very exciting to see. I hope so. Um, I want to believe that, but you know how injuries go. You play too much, you get injured. Play too little, you get injured. So I hope that everybody gradually gets back into the flow of things. They get, uh, you know, and. And yeah, that that's a great point I make too, especially with how different the windows of if you play the bubble or not are. Example, the Lakers and the Heat. From the moment that the season ended at the finals to the day it starts, not counting preseason or any of that, the actual season is 72 days. It's ridiculous. As where the the if you didn't play at the bubble, the last actual basketball game was back in March. By the time the season starts, that's 262 games. Now Let's talk about the Warriors. That that their three main guys hadn't played for longer than that. So you're about to see a Steph, Clay Thompson, and Dre, uh, Draymond Green that haven't rested for about a year. Wow. Yeah. And then with the Nets, same thing in, in uh, Kevin Durant. Kyrie Irving played what, like 30 games? We're about to see these guys very rested in a way that we've never seen before. As where you have a very tired LeBron James who just led the way to the finals and has a little bit over two months in between, not counting preseason. What uh what what trade has gotten you most excited? I like what the Bucks are doing. For a while I've said that Eric Bledsoe is not the guy to get them to, to get him there. I I think Eric Bledsoe had a few good years with the Clippers. I like what he was doing with the Clippers. 
but that wasn't his team. And then he went to Phoenix. I like what he was doing in Phoenix. And then, yeah, he got traded to uh, the Bucks. But he's just not a winner, dude. I think he's a, I think he's a less reliable Kyle Lowry. Wow. And Kyle Lowry is a dog, and obviously, the guy's a winner. But he he had to teach himself how to be how to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? His skill, what well, I don't feel, was a natural skill. Obviously, all NBA players have natural skills, but in the realm of the NBA. When he first started off, he was not that guy. He struggled in Houston. He struggled in quite a few teams in Memphis where he first got drafted. And then he really found his niche in Toronto. And I just think that Bledsoe hasn't become that guy. I agree. You got to get this guy. If you, wanna, if you want Giannis to stay. Do you think they want him to stay? Absolutely, right? I, I mean, who wouldn't? I'm look, bro. I'm sure that if they could, they would sell them everything from their houses, their wives, their kids to their front lawn, and and here are my car keys too, bro. I know you don't need them, but just just take it. They'll do whatever. Come on, it's Milwaukee, and that's a general and and that's another generational talent. What you're gonna, you think that you're gonna find another guy like that as a 13th pick in a draft? Yeah, come on, that that, that doesn't happen. That's not gonna happen. So I like what the books are doing. Where for I mean they traded heavy for for a Drew Holiday. You got two current two got two three first round draft picks. Um, you have Bledsoe, and you also have George Hill, which, which who is a very reliable point guard. Now, I'm excited who who they're gonna get as a backup point guard as well, because with all their salaries, they're not wrapped up because they also traded Dante Devenzo and a separate trade to the Kings. Oh yeah, that's right. To get uh Bogan Bogdanovich, aka Bogey. 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 So so at this point, they only have enough to sign veteran minimums. So they gotta so they really gotta convince some guys that that just like they convince themselves, obviously, that it's worth signing with them because because you're asking guys who are capable to sacrifice some money. And we know we all know how important money is now. Especially right now with the uh cap going down by I want to say it went down what like 12 percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. These guys are not trying to lose their money. So I'm interested to see. I don't know. I think that they're definitely doing what it takes to keep Giannis, but am I sold on them as uh winners? No, I'm not. That that uh lack death, the uh, death on the bench is gonna be a problem. Yeah, man. Um, what do you think? Uh I mean I'm a Miami Heat fan, you're a Miami Heat fan. What do you think that the Heat should do? You've been talking about Jeremy Grant for quite some time now. I like J- Jeremy Grant, man, com- coming out of Denver. I mean, he's definitely looking for a payday, but I, I feel comfortable paying him 10 to 15. Absolutely. I think that he, he will flourish because, you know, that front court was a little crowded. You had Paul Millsap. You're paying this guy 30 mil a year. you got to play him. Yeah. You have to. Jeremy Grant, Kevin Porter Jr. You're trying to make him a thing. I'm sorry, Michael Porter Jr., my mistake. What did you say, Kerry? Kevin Porter Jr. from uh, from uh, the Cavs. Yeah. I always get those guys confused. Anyway, my- Michael Porter Jr., trying to make him a thing. You, you got Jokic. You had Miles Plumley, I believe, as well. Yeah. Come on. That's a crowded front court. I think Jeremy Grant, I don't think he's a star, but I think he'll be serviceable to what we need. He would be a great addition. Uh, And, hey, if we could get Paul Millsap at a discount rate, too, no one's going to pay that guy 30 mil again a year. What about um this guy uh, from OKC? Who? Dirt Dortz? Lou Dortz? No. Oh, Galileo. Galinari? Yeah, I would like him, but I don't think we could afford him. Yeah. Oh, that guy could ask for 20 mil. 
on the market. I think so. That this guy just did 18, 6, and 4. Playoff playoff team that had a 2.5 chance of even making playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, because it's cool. Chris Paul did what Chris Paul did, but got but Gallinari was still the leading scorer of, of that team. And also had something to prove because he was just a throw-in for the for the Paul George trade. So let's re-sign Tyler. Uh, Tyler here. Uh, let's re-sign the Dragon. Dragon, we have to, we have to, we have to. And plus, come on, you're gonna you're gonna make so much more money just selling Dragon jerseys. Yeah. Let's face it, it'll be worth it. Absolutely. So, anybody else that he should have had? Anybody else? Uh, man, I mean, we need a point guard. I I I don't really see a big backup. Uh, a big point guard market that oh we could afford un- unless we trade for for one. I mean, Van Vliet's asking for his money. He's been very clear about that. I like him personally, but I don't think he's our guy. So if we could find just some more passing, shooting, and a little bit of size, because I like Bam at the five. I don't want to move him to the four. I like Bam at the five. Personally, I know that you kind of feel that we could move to the four, get a little bit bigger. I think if we get him to the four, he could, he's athletic enough to be still be able to help out the five. And granted, we play good zone defense, so it's not like we have a set five that covers their set five. For the most part, all our fours cover fives, and all our fives cover fours. So um, I think we're getting a big guy. It will give Bam Adebayo the chance to really, really upgrade his game really really upgrade his game offensively alongside defensively too because you're gonna have mismatches but this guy has a shot that he's developing we've seen it this guy could shoot this guy could dribble this guy could pass oh no oh no his passing is his passing is off the charts and that's crazy man i mean what i would love would be uh a jokage but you know life life ain't like that but but um who's that bro answer the door okay let me go answer the door Oh, hi. Who who are you looking for? Um, Jonathan, these two gentlemen in suits are looking for you. We're here for the kid. Ah, got it. I got to go handle Jonathan, where are you going? I'll be right back. Look, Pistol Pete. Pistol Pete, come in. Come in. I'm out. Wait, what? What? Pistol's here? Bye. All righty. Well, enough about sports, balls, and everything in between. Now, here's a real moment that you've been waiting for. We got rid of Jonathan. He ran away from us. I don't know what to tell you, but... Like we said, we had a special surprise for you. We have Pistol, or you might know him as Parado in the mix from How the Turntables. He's been on our show, great friend of ours. Pistol, Parado, whatever you're going by these days, happy to have you here. Thank you for being here, guys. Good evening, gentlemen. What is Happy up? Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Wednesday. Whatever day it is, it's always sunnier with you around, brother. How is it going, man? Great, bro. Absolutely. Well... Enough about that. Enough, enough small talk. So, before the show, we were talking about Justice League and the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Anyone that's been watching, listening to the show, should know that I'm pretty excited about this. And if you haven't, welcome here. And if you haven't, you're not listening now. It's your loss. <laughs> well, let's talk about how we started this conversation, right? How did we start this conversation? All right. So, because I don't remember. So I do. Oh yeah. I just bought the iPhone 12. Not and one, that, not two, not no. five, not ten. All the way down to 12, son. <laughs> How did we get here? Um, anyways. So anyways, so as a promotion, they give you HBO Max. And I was the I was the happiest little 13-year-old schoolgirl in the playground. <laughs> uh, you know? So, I do. Yeah. And uh, I can't wait for that fucking Snyder Cup, bro. It's going to be amazing. 
<laughs> Absolutely. No, I'm excited for it too. And especially with, with um what they're doing and what Warner Brothers is doing, man. They they look well, they have a great relationship with Zack Snyder. He's actually made just about every movie throughout his whole career at Warner Brothers, except for the Army of the Dead, that, that that's a zombie movie coming out now in Netflix, which ironically happened after Justice League. That's right. I wonder if there was any resentment there. But anyways, so it's so crazy. Their apology to him and saying, hey, we care about you isn't, hey, our bad. We'll do a director's cut. Here's $70 million, which is a bigger budget than most movies in general. To do whatever you want. To, to do whatever you want. And yeah. you know what? We're never going to put it in the theaters. That's we'll crazy, put it man. on our little streaming service. That's so crazy to me, man. Yeah, dude. No, and it's, it's incredible how you can trust somebody with that kind of money and they'll deliver... I don't know about 100% of the time, but I would say no, maybe well, a good 85. Well, you know what I'm uh, Jay and I... Dope ass director. Well, it's, it's funny how you say that, actually. Jay and I were uh, talking about it earlier today. I like Zack Snyder films, but do I think that they're good per se? I wouldn't go that far. I, I It just depends on what you're so, into, I guess. No, but like they're fun, they're entertaining, and you definitely know when you're watching a Zack Snyder film. Oh, absolutely. Between the slow motion and the... Come on, like... Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Just like a 300. Absolutely. I... I don't really believe that the Spartans went out in loincloths and spray and <laughs> and and spray tanned abs and were like, "Hey, let's go mess <laughs> let's go mess these guys up." You know, yeah, this is no. Sparta, guys. No, I don't believe so. They look like Tarzan and armor out there. Just yeah. kidding. They're not wearing armor. They look just like Tarzan. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But wow, what a spectacle to watch, huh? Yeah, dude. You I, know uh, what I'm saying? I, I love a good a great uh, Zack Snyder movie. Yeah, man. Even Man I mean, of Steel. He's that... actually my one of my top ten, bro. Really? Yeah, like. Well, there know, it is uh, then. There's you know Nolan, which is awesome. No, I mean Christopher Nolan's great. You know? Now, seeing as Zack Snyder and Christopher Nolan both took off Batman in pretty different different directions. Realms, yeah. Uh, I I think that's a fair way to put that. Yeah, bro. What? Do you... Can you imagine they would have done Justice League together? Oh, oh man, that would have been crazy. Fire. That would have been. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how uh, Nolan's Batman would have fit in a Justice League world, though. Hey, I don't bro, think it would have fit well. Dimensions, we got dimensions. Well, hey man, they're gonna do that with um, with the Flash. With the well, well, in the Flash That's movie, right. with, with multiple Batman, just, just not Michael Christian. Bale. I think gonna be one Michael of the Batman. Ben Affleck, yeah, Robert bro. Pattinson. What are we it's doing? Be a bunch, it's gonna what be a bunch are of. What we doing? Ho, 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 ho. Yeah, no man, and um, then you have Spider. -Man. <laughs> yes. You yes, your breath will be taken away by the on sight. several dimensions. Uh, on several dimensions through different portals and multiverses, guys. This is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. What and and what dimension is this? The best one with the fun, guys. What is happening, Parado? But yeah, Parado, Zack Snyder, like like even with Man of Steel and Batman versus Superman, a lot of people didn't like it. I I enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I mean, listen, Justice League original was great. No, I, I, I thought it was great. I thought it, it was a lot greater. No, man, I thought it was a, I thought it was a mishmash. Come on, you have Zack Snyder, which is all style, darkness, despair, and then you got Joss Whedon, who has Captain America making old man jokes. I just didn't like the enemy that they that they that they put in that Justice League, like as the first enemy. Yeah. Like I saw, I know the cartoon version has their version. Yeah. But Steppenwolf. I don't know, bro. I just Man. didn't like that stuff, bro. Hey, bro, <laughs> you know it was a crack it was, job. It looked, it looked, it looked like a, like a, like one of these like cows in Denver, cows that in are Denver. grazing in the pasture. 
with those big ass horns. That was ridiculous. It sounds peaceful like though. These guys in Denver sound in Denver sound happy. But I hated it. But like it. you heard it first. We hate Steppenwolf. <laughs> Steppenwolf, if I'm your hearing, do better as a villain. You could you're no Lex Luthor, personally oh, speaking. Man, that's one of my favorites right there, bro. Exactly. Well, Steppenwolf, you heard it here. Do better. You ain't no Luther. You ain't no Luther. And you're definitely no dark side. Absolutely not. And well, speaking of stepping off in dark side, they're both going to be in Zack Snyder's cut because this isn't going to be your regular two hour superhero fair. It's going to be a four hour limited banger. film banger. Four hour banger. Come on. And then where's that 70 mil coming into? They're, they're, they're doing reshoots. They're bringing people in. Come on. They're adding Jared Leto's Joker, which is basically going to give him an opportunity for redemption. Because yeah. let's face it, Su right. Su 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 Suicide Squad was a hit job on Jared Leto's career, apparently. Because, mm -hmm. my God, he has not come back from that. I still say the best Joker has to be a tie between Jack Nicholson and uh, and Heath Ledger. Those are the two, I think those he, are the two homeboys. I think if I have, have to pick one... Best. I think if I have to pick one, I would <laughs> I would go with Heath Ledger, but Heath Ledger doesn't happen without Jack Nicholson. I mean, listen, I was I was in my twenties. No, actually, no, I was in my teens when that movie came out. So I didn't have I only have one person to refer Joker to. It was that guy, and that guy was amazing because Jack Nicholson is amazing. <laughs> I mean, Jack Nicholson is great at he whatever can do anything. He does. <laughs> I'm. I know he's played the crazy guy over and over again. Bro, Count he could do anything from. The Shining, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, Joker, and then basically any role after he became 50, he just plays the old crazy guy with eyebrows. Correct. And yeah. sunglasses. And he's really good at it. <laughs> and he, I mean, he's the best. He won an Academy Award for it in 1997, as good yeah. as it gets. All that he did was play a blind, angry, crazy guy. So basically, Jack Nicholson, but blind. Let me tell you what's not a joke. Do, doing LSD at Disney World, man. I don't know if you heard about this. But uh, so, you know, Disney World is, I guess, reopening COVID's on break. But, you know, we've talked about that a little bit and we'll keep talking about That's it. That's actually a very interesting topic, bro. Thank, thank you for bringing it up. No, absolutely. So this guy was at Disney and apparently he was on a, he was doing some LSD at the Animal Kingdom. At the happiest place on earth? The, I guess I guess it wasn't happy enough What's for him. What's wrong with that? I, I, you know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess he wasn't too happy because apparently this guy out of nowhere is walking and attacks a security guard. Front, tackles this guy down, starts kicking his legs compulsively. You would think this guy's a magic card flopping around all over the place. What's happening with him? Apparently, this guy was just tripping face. Oh, and and apparently, he tried tripping over the security guard to get him down because it was a battle. All right, so let's just picture for a moment what he was thinking about when he was beating this guy. I don't mean to curse on the on the radio, but please, can you just imagine that for a second? Let me know. Let You're me know just everybody. a security guard running Disney jail, doing your rounds. You know, like the biggest issue you probably have is Pluto dung up the wrong bone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> come on, bro. You're in Animal Kingdom. It's the come on. Crazy, we have Darwin's bro. theory. It is literally the circle of life that we're talking about. Yeah. And I just think this guy got a little bit too inspired on his trip. And I don't mean his asset. I mean on his trip to Disney, sir. Yeah, but you know, he's taking all types of trips, just like multiple dimensions. Did, shout out, shout out to Justice League. Did he get arrested? Did he get arrested? I or? mean, from what I understand, they had to take him to the hospital first. So I'm sure that they're, they're going to arrest him because apparently once he got there, he was showing signs of a heat stroke, drug use. I'm sure he was drinking alcohol a cocktail, too. A cocktail problems. <laughs> Man, that, that, come on. What are you doing, dude? 
What are you doing? I mean, why do you want to get so destroyed at a place like that? You know what I'm saying? That that's what I understand. That place is amazing already. You don't it, need to be so great. No, uh, you don't need to be on some. No, know? like no, and especially like, and if you're gonna be doing all this. Obviously, this guy does not sound like he has any control of his system. Yeah. My dude, what are you doing? I think your next vacation should be at a rehab center. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> hey, guys, you know what? I got an extra week of vacation Hey, time. bro, you know what? I got my two weeks. One of those is going to be at the rehab, sir. No, man, no one's going to know. He's he's going to say, I, oh, you know, I'm just uh, taking a breather. Got to take a step back. Got to take a step you, back. What are the other phrases that we use? We gotta I gotta take, lay off the PCP, you know, bro. I gotta go to I gotta, <laughs> I gotta reevaluate what I'm doing here. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, Disney sure sure felt the same way because guess what? He is he is prohibited from stepping foot on any Disney World property for the rest of his life. He's banned for life. Banned for life. I cannot believe that. No, I mean, look, I don't even give you a chance. I mean, I'm sorry. Wow. But you know what? They do give people a chance. Let me tell you a story, actually. Okay. So hit it. So I have a buddy named Mikey. So for his 22nd birthday, we went to Disney. Okay. Great. It was his first it was it was his first time as an adult. And then we have a buddy named Crazy Steven. I promise you. That's what we call him. That's what I'll we, show you. We all went in a group? It was me, Mikey, and Crazy Steven. We all went to Disney together. We stayed on Disney property. Now, mind you, I love Disney. You did those combos, huh? Oh, bro. <laughs> I, I have an annual pass. I have a credit card. I love it. Disney yeah. is the best. I mean, come on. You saw my mask today. I was wearing a Buzz Lightyear That's mask. That's right. I did What see are we that. doing? All right. So we went to go play pool, and uh, and this gentleman had on. Yeah, you're absolutely correct. He had a he had a light uh, Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, man. I was attempting to take my game into infinity and beyond, but it did not work out well for me. That's crazy. You know, that synergy. Disney sponsor us. Anybody sponsor us. Come on. I'll go host all your little park don't, shows. Don't you feel like a little kid when you're in that place? Bro, it is the most wholesome thing in my life. Dude. Except for on this day that I'm about to tell you. So. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> so. Let me tell you what happened, partner. Right, do it. Hit it. So, right. man. I'm there with Mikey and Crazy Steven. And then we're drinking around, around the road. For the viewers out there who are a little bit too young. Um. So I'm sure that we all know that at Epcot they have the world pavilions, Food you know, wine. you know, Japan, Mexico, yep, China, all that Best stuff. Best place on earth, food yeah, and wine. That, you know, <laughs> hey man, I have a ball. No, hey, I, no, and then I got several balls <sighs> of liquor. <laughs> balls of liquor, balls in sports, but we already talked about sports. Yep. So let's stay focused on the ball that I was having at Disney. Call me Cinderella. So I'm there. I'm being Cinderella, running through Mexico, running through it all with my buddies. Everybody's getting, you know, we're having our beverages. We're having a ball, this and that. We, you know, we wrote some rides because it's not really a ride. You're, you know, you're there to drink for the most part. Yeah, I mean, so, you know. If you can survive a ride. <laughs> well, here's the thing. We make it to Great Britain, the last corner of this very diluted, small world that we're living in, apparently. So that's, that's the last spot? That's the last spot. We get there. I'm there. I'm taking a video. Great. And the whole time we're there keeping track of Crazy Steven because, well, Steven's crazy. Crazy Steven. <laughs> this isn't like, uh, this isn't to be ironic. You know when people call like the it's biggest the guy, name. you know when people call the biggest guy in the room tiny? That's not that's not what this is. Opposite. <laughs> we're quite literal. So great. I lose this guy. I turn. This guy was peeing in a bush in the middle of Epcot. <laughs> oh, man. You know they have bathrooms at Epcot, right? I Oh, well, I knew. Apparently, apparently he didn't. Apparently he didn't, man. I, I don't know what happened. I guess this guy forgot where he was. Whatever. I catch him. I was like, oh, no. We can't do this. What are you doing? I grab him. I was like, partner, what is this? Come on. We're in Walt Disney World, the happiest place on earth. What are you doing? 
So then he's like, oh, bro, I have to pee. I was like, what? This is a kid. Excuse me. There's a kid's area. What are you doing? What are you talking about, partner? So then I pull him off and then whatever. I grab him. We get out of there. Or so we think. Great. Fast forward. Ten minutes later, we think we made it out of there. <laughs> yeah. Mur, mur, mur. We made it out. Not. <laughs> yeah. Definitely not. We are we are not the Disney villains. We're the Disney henchmen. So we're in test track in line. I don't know. Ha, ha, ha. We got away. Robin Hood. Alas. You see five people in suits. 15 security guards. Everybody walking up. You, you guys? Walking up to us. Oh they, my God, they, no. they, they're like, hey, we need these guys. They escort us out of line on test track. And then they start telling us about how they saw everything on the camera, showed it to us on a tablet. Yeah, bro. That's oh, crazy. yeah. And then they're like, we're going to kick you guys out of Disney forever. And I was like, forever? So you can't. Hold on. Oh, I'm sorry. getting there. I'm sorry. Forever. And I was like, look, I hear you, but like, no. This can't happen. My friend's my my friend's a dummy. Oh, I didn't say dummy, but you know, we're keeping it PG. My yeah. friend's a dummy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? This guy, yeah. he That's this nice. guy got dropped when he was a baby. Something happened to him. I don't know. But look, then I showed him my annual pass. I showed him my Disney credit card. I showed him everything. They're like, okay, you guys just have to leave the parks for today. Because like, we're also staying on Disney property. But here's the thing. Mm -hmm. There's how on top of it these guys are at Disney, which is what I admire. Okay. So we get escorted out of the park onto the bus, onto the, the shuttle to take us back to the yeah, hotel. Yeah, yeah, shuttle, Every yeah. shuttle stop. <laughs> our stop was the last one. Every stop. <laughs> so <laughs> every stop, a manager from the hotel that we stopped that came on, guys. checked on guys. us. Keep Sweat. it on these guys. Oh, what, bro? Bro, bro. That's so amazing. then as soon as we get off, we start walking to our hotel. <laughs> Five minutes later, I see like two security guards. I promise you, you guys were probably like 15 feet behind us. Walk up, follow us every step to the room. I was like, yeah, guys, we're not doing this. Everybody pack oh, up, man. pack up your stuff. We're getting out of here. Anyways. Were you staying at a hotel? We, uh, I, 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 at a Disney hotel. hotel. Yeah. Right, yeah you... Nah, nah, but all that malarkey, absolutely not. I had to get out of there quick, fast, and in a hurry. Wow. You don't even know. Absolutely. That must have been rough. Oh, I mean, bro, I was very upset with these guys for, for how, when my buddy Steven for a while. How long ago was this? Oh, this was like four years ago, wow. three years ago. And, and, but you've been you've been there after. Oh yeah, and, dude. And they let you in. I go there a few times a year. My birthday's actually now. They don't remember you, right? I uh, know. Oh no, I'm allowed in. Remember, we were banned so for I'm that saying, day. They don't remember you. No, right? no, absolutely not. No, bro. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what a mess. That's crazy, bro. That's super crazy. And it just—I I mean, they have literally they have bathrooms in like every five to. 50 no, <laughs> no, and I've actually gone during COVID. I went for a day. It's the best. There's nothing bro, there. Nobody's it, there, bro. bro. Nobody's, there. nobody's there. Nobody's there. It's the best. Listen, I, I rode like, Tower of Terror three times. Listen, Rock I'm gonna, gonna, I'm gonna yeah. tell you about this COVID. Yes, I am a little scared about this, but I'm not gonna restrain my life over a sickness, bro. Because it's they, they're gonna have a uh, they're gonna have a cure. I'm pretty sure you talked about this up and down, but they're gonna have a cure. I think next month. So, well, like, what do you take relax, it as soon guys. as it comes out? I mean, I wouldn't, but I think, oh, I, mean, I, okay, I, think, so I think I think I could manage a couple of days with COVID. You know, I mean, these people are surviving. I mean, it's not about you, it, bro. And I mean, good. I hear you, but it's not about you managing. It's about 
potentially passing it on to somebody who else might. I mean, obviously, listen, because it's so contagious. I, no, if well, you know you have it. You gotta, you gotta do, your, you gotta do your due diligence. Exactly, you know and that's saying? the thing, bro. A lot of people don't because they don't respect it, or right. or they don't even bother find out if they do. I am not it. one of that pretty people. Thank God, <laughs> thank <laughs> God, and that's why you won't get kicked out of Disney. Absolutely not. <laughs> you you won't be in a bush. Absolutely not, man. But with all that said, uh, it's so crazy how Disney is still pushing. It still keep going. So we're there, but Disney man, have them. Um, you gone recently? Do you like it personally? So okay, so this is um, uh, the last time I went to Disney was with my ex girlfriend. It was the best trip. However, it was my ex girlfriend, so it was good. However, for those at home who don't know or have never had a girlfriend, ex means former. Correct. I'm pretty sure everybody knew that, but thanks. Just got to be clear. All right. So, anyway, so yeah. So, I mean, we, you know, we did like we did the package. We did that one price where you get two whole, you get the hotel stay with the three parks and whatever. And yeah, bro, it was fun. You know, we went. I never had never gone to Disney since I was like maybe like in my 18, like during my senior trip. So, and a lot has changed, bro. Because last time I went, it was just Epcot and MGM and Magic Kingdom. That's yeah. it. Now they got Animal Kingdom. Planet or Hollywood Studios, you know. Yeah. So I did Magic Hollywood and, and Animal Kingdom, right. and it was the best trip ever. I love it. Minus the ex girlfriend. Minus. The and I'm done. <laughs> you heard it here first. We don't like ex girlfriends here. I keep it short, gentlemen and ladies. <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, I hear you. It's it, it's uh, funny that you say that. My first time going to Disney as an adult was also with an ex girlfriend. Yeah, bro. She might talk about me the way that you just talk about your ex-girlfriend. I look back at it fondly. Yeah, I don't, I don't have anything negative to oh, say no, about it. Oh, no, she's not a fan of mine. However, but I don't say anything okay. positive either. They all can't be fans. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, yeah. Some of them are ACs. They're just friends. And some of them just don't have air. Exactly. They're deflated. They're deflated. <laughs> just like my ego when they leave. No, I'm joking. That's right. Sometimes. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> Something like that. Absolutely, brother. But yeah, Peter, so... We're happy to have you back in studio. I wish that we could have had you for, uh, around for a longer time, man. But what's up? What's up with the music? Um, well, I've actually started going back on the studio uh, with a friend of mine named Eddie Lopez, really talented producer. He was the one that actually did the two songs that I did at Despojo. He's the one that has that label. And uh, by the way, get it on all platforms. Say it again. Give him a quick shout out, real quick. So there's uh, two tracks on Despojo Music. They get it on all platforms. You get it on Beatport, Track Source, uh, Spotify, SoundCloud, I believe. Those are the ones that I know about. And uh, yeah, man, go out and, and the get ones it. Peter doesn't know about. Correct. So anyway, so yeah, so Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all for Peter's music, apparently, guys. <laughs> Yeah, oh, man. Yeah. What's uh, in the mix, dude? Come on. You're being shy. What, what, what's in the mix? Throw it out there. Uh, then well, the max, mate. I have, I have, I did buy a new controller recently. I'm very happy about Uh It was very expensive. But, what type uh, of controller is it? Uh, I think it's called the XDJXZ, which is basically the Nexus system. For anybody familiar with, uh, with uh, Pioneer? It's basically the Nexus system in a controller. With the screen, and uh, you don't need a laptop. 
it does help if you you know it's compatible but why don't i need a laptop because it has a screen already heard and then so you don't need now it. could i record and save onto that you could do a lot of these. You could do a lot. I, I've been I've been messing around with this a lot. Yeah, and, man. Tell uh, me about a, it because it pretty, sounds like a transformer to me, dude. I don't know what that is. It's a pretty incredible machine, bro. You can record on it. Uh, you can um, you can play on it. Hey, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's it's incredible. I mean, you, there's four channels, so you can put you can put you can put additional stuff to it. Uh, it's uh, compatible with most software, DJ softwares. It's a very very good piece of machinery. But it's a very expensive piece of machinery. And now, how do you feel that that it could help with your music and then help expand your vision with your music? Well, uh, as a DJ, if you pioneer is the industry standard, and uh, if you don't have a pioneer something, uh, it's very hard. You you can still make it, but it it just takes longer for you to get to the point where these you're doing it. You know, not professionally, but you're doing it well enough to to play it amongst people. Uh, it certainly helps, but you know, you don't really have, if you don't have access to it, then oh no, you don't need it. Right. But, um, the point I'm making is that since you do have, since you, you've been in the game for a while now, you've been producing for a while. I feel like you're being very humble about your music, dude. And so as someone who knows you personally, and we've had you on the show, we've had your music on the show, you've done great for us. Mm -hmm. know, um, we love to work with you. So obviously you don't need that that much of great equipment so 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 if you do advance your equipment it's because you think it's going to benefit you so what difference would that machinery make to what talent you already have with it, your experience as well i think i think it actually uh it opens it, it opens your mind to more creative things yeah like uh i know that when i'm playing with that since i know where everything is because i've been doing it for such a long time on that system uh you you since you know where everything is you your your brain decides a lot faster where you what you can and cannot do at the moment the song is playing so it's very like um uh it's very like a pop-up like a very imp imp improv my, my nice. teaching is very improv nice so whenever a song is playing and i have an idea i can i know where everything is very quickly and i can i can do it very easily that's awesome yeah yeah man well, hey, that makes well, sense hey well where <laughs> they will we're happy to hear about it, man. We always look forward to whatever new mixes, drops, whatever you got. You've been working with a bunch of labels. You've been on a, a do, doing a few different shows as well, no? Um, well, I mean, I, I used to do the 93.6 at Dave & Buster's. That's, that's how I met uh, Jonathan Correa. Jonathan Correa? Your homeboy. The fun guy? Yeah. Uh, and then uh, I think a few months later, I met you at the pool hall, sir. The Grateful Dead. Correct. Yeah. And so I, I've done, I did that. And then uh, I did that with uh, uh, a group called uh, Device Rat, which was Jose Norad and Tim Jones, also employees at Dave & Buster's. At that time. At that time. And uh, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've been doing this for a long time. I'm, I'm currently 44 and I've started when I was 25. And uh, I don't do it for the money because God Lord knows I don't make any of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh but I, I do it for the love you know i love yeah, playing man. music and i love playing music to people yeah man and bro you're passionate you know and and you look like you belong up there and i don't mean it like in a physical sense or anything like that i mean like when you're there you look comfortable you yes. look like you don't look out of place you know what i'm saying like you know sometimes you see people trying to do things that you know that they can't really do and like focus way too hard on it and like they just you're like <laughs> 
something's off. You can't picture it. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I don't see that with you, man. And Diana goes back to, yeah, we've known each other for a, for, for a long time. I've seen you at gigs and, and all this, man. Yeah. So I, I'm definitely excited to see what you do with, like, top-tier equipment. Because, like, yeah, it's, obviously it's you fun, don't man. need it, but, hey, it's, it always helps to have a nice tool, doesn't it? It's fun. It's, it's really, I mean, if I, I, I picked it up as a, as a somebody teaching me this, but, it, at, you know, the first couple of months, it's really frustrating, man. It's, it's very... You know, you don't know if you could do it. You know, you don't know if you could do it, and if you still want to do it, and you keep messing up, and that's that, that's what goes through your mind this whole time. So I'm happy that I stuck to it, and I'm happy that I'm I'm as doing as well as I'm doing, even though which is not money wise, it's not good, but it's mentally, it's great. But you're fulfilled, and uh, yeah, 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 dude, and that's and that's awesome. And Peter, is this crazy, bro? We're here. By the way, I said this to you before. I love your outfit today, bro. Yeah, no, you like your it? Your outfit is very I felt, Magnum PI-ish. Dude, bro, I felt very Magnum PI-ish. Where'd you get it, sir? Can I, if I have uh, so bold to ask uh, where you got that contraption? Oh, yeah? I wonder who told you. No, I know this contraption, uh, this rainbow-colored tree that I'm wearing, I got it out of... Uh, I'm more interested about the chain. Out That's of... Uh, oh, the chain? Bro, actually, you know what? Let me tell you about the chain. I got it from the gold shop based out of Brickle. Okay. They're actually the spawn, uh, the, the, the official jewelers of the NBA. Mm -hmm. Gold shop, if um, you guys are hearing, I'm a big fan of your work. Sponsor. Bro, sponsor us. <laughs> we, Jonathan and I will model your stuff day and night. We're, we're always out Message. and about making good choices, making bad choices, but, but we're making choices all around that are being seen. Correct. Just like your jewelry could be, and apparently, just like it is being seen, bro. The goat. Yeah, man. I I love this chain. And then originally, it's funny because uh, I woke up today feeling a little. So I like to set up my outfits the night before. Whatever. Lay them out on the floor or like on somewhere. Well, somewhere. Awesome. I yeah, but but sometimes it doesn't work out. Yesterday I was feeling a uh, very doom and gloom, and then today <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's not how I feel. So then nothing. I got a shirt out of uh, La Boutique J. Oh, hello. Hawaii Five O status, huh? AKA uh, Jonathan's <laughs> closet, and uh, drew it on with some colorful sneakers. Called it a day. And with that being said, we have to call something else a day because I just realized that it's over. Like all good things in life, Peter Prado. Oh yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't know what's over, but I, I I'm happy to participate in this. Whatever it's over. Well, <laughs> I'll tell you what's over: <laughs> knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning on Sirius XM Slam Radio. We're happy to be here. If anybody wants to tell Jonathan how to actually finish a show for once, that'd be great. But we're here. Oh, who is that? What is that? I'm back. I'm back. Did I make your time? Can I talk to somebody here? Sorry. What's up, Peter? Hey, what's up, bro? Pistol Pete, ladies and gentlemen. Sorry, Jonathan. Just like this episode, you're out of time. This is knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning. reasoning. We are out. The views and opinions expressed on knowledge, nonsense, and reasoning are entirely those of the host, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.